from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Thursday, May 25th, 2023, episode 498 for the show. 498, Tuesday. It will be episode 500, Tuesday. Now, I'm going to do a special show today, kind of early 500 celebration. And then obviously, everything had the fan yesterday. And I was like, I don't want to say I was livid. I was pretty upset. I mean, this show, I am on fire. I am warning y'all. I'm going to hit some truth. I'm going to say what I feel. And then we can debate it in the comments. Good morning, everyone tuning in live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thank y'all for being here. Death by a Thousand Cuts is the recipe for disaster uh, for the Western civilization. Apparently, we have not learned our history. So with that being said, Join me for a double espresso to power us through a lot of bad news this morning. And, and, and I don't say that lightly, right? Like I'm not the person who wants to come on the show and tell y'all that kind of stuff, but coffee cup cheers y'all. So a few things, let's start off with this morning's show with obviously the news that infatuated everyone in cybersecurity. And, and, and if you're just an, an American who cares, you realize how dangerous this is. Apparently, Microsoft is more inept than our entire federal government. With all the money they're getting and all the talent they've got, apparently Microsoft, a private corporation, is able to detect adversary activity better than our federal government. This goes on yesterday's story, if you watched the show, where the Department of Homeland Security, which oversees CESA, failed its cloud security audit hasn't implemented the six pillars of cloud security principles that were established for all federal government agencies. So it gets worse. All right. Death by a thousand cuts. Four years ago, I was sitting uh, back in the old studio when before COVID hit, when I had a podcast studio in Alpharetta, Georgia, we had a discussion with someone who was a national security advisor. Death by a thousand cuts is what we said. Death by a thousand cuts continues and it gets worse. So the Chinese apparently uh, were able to get a foothold into the uh, critical infrastructure in the U.S. and Guam without getting detected. This is according to a report coming from Microsoft and then later validated by the Five Eyes Nations. The tech giant threat intel team is tracking the activity. They've attributed the uh, credential post-compromised credential access and network system discovery to Vault Typhoon. The state-sponsored actor is geared towards espionage and information gathering on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. It's been active since June of 2021. It's been obscuring its intrusion footprint by taking advantage of tools already installed or built into some of the infected machines they get their hands on. Some of the prominent sectors that they've targeted include communication, manufacturing, utilities, transportation, construction, maritime, government, IT, and education. The company further assessed with moderate confidence that the campaign is pursuing development of capabilities that could disrupt critical communication infrastructure between the United States and Asia region during crises a defining characteristics of the attack is a strong emphasis on staying under the radar by by exclusively relying on living off the land technique to exfiltrate data from local web browser applications and leverage stolen credentials for backdoor access the main goal is to sidestep detection 
are harmonizing with regular window system and network activities, indicating that the threat actor is deliberately keeping a low profile to gain access to sensitive information. This kind of goes into solar winds, get access, sit there, live off the land, inject code. No one knows you're there, build backdoors, build redundancies, build resiliency, go about your day, go about your day. And when the day comes, when the day comes, just disrupt everything. Take the entire West Coast offline. Take the entire Virginia, Maryland region offline. Completely disrupt everything while China invades Taiwan. Why not? I mean, it's a brilliant military plan, right? It, it used to be that when you when you go into a, 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 a military campaign, the first thing you take out is communications, right? You go after the communications tower of your enemy. Take off our critical infrastructure while you're at it, China. And apparently Microsoft is the one picking this stuff up, not the federal government, not the multiple agencies that are responsible for securing the critical infrastructure and monitoring it. And in the national cybersecurity strategy document that was released on March 1st by the White House, we again see this um, take place that we got to add more regulation to critical infrastructure. How about more partnerships? How about more opportunities? How about you do your job and detect foreign activities and deter them? We were not deterring this type of activity at all. There's zero deterrence. For every time China does something like this, cut off $10 billion worth of trade. There's got to be some sort of mechanism. Limit how many visas their people can get to visit the U.S. There's got to be some sort of quid pro quo mechanism for every time you do cyber activity if you don't want to go into full-fledged war. And I'm not a warmonger, so by no means do I want to send my brothers and sisters to harm's way unless we really have to, right? Someone who served in the military as someone who's, um, who's lost friends in the service, as someone who, when Memorial Weekend comes, it's a tough weekend. It's a, it's a difficult weekend because I don't celebrate the weekend. I don't celebrate this weekend. This weekend is not a holiday for me. It's time where we remember the people who made and paid the ultimate sacrifice, the families that don't have fathers, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparents, because freedom ain't free. So at what point do we deter China? And I'm seeing all your comments, y'all. I'm seeing all your comments. Patrick, Chris, I'm seeing all your comments, y'all. We'll get to them. There's a ton of comments here this morning. So, but... I wanted to focus in on this story because, you know, all these security companies are tracking it. Federal government knows it's happening. The five eyes know it's happening, but no one's doing a thing about it. No one's looking at this and going, how do we deter China from doing these cyber activities? And given that we're all their biggest customer, we could just boycott Chinese products. We could potentially not buy from China. We could go to organizations and say, don't buy from China for the next 90 days, 180 days, make them feel the pain. We have the power of the purse today. We either use it or we don't, but something's got to be done here. This is a death by a thousand cuts. You take off our critical infrastructure. You're talking about mayhem. Our governments were barely set up to handle a pandemic and over-exaggerated. Imagine if our grid went down for more than a day or two. Most Americans, 50% of Americans don't have money for a $500 emergency. What happens when they don't have electricity and internet and phone? Because that entire infrastructure is down. 
just keep that in mind. Kind of, kind of my feeling at this. By the way, they targeted U.S. military facilities in Guam. Guam is the forward-facing base that in the event China were to invade Taiwan, we'd probably deploy and run point from, 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 from Guam. So, so yeah. Patrick says, does China have a majority of our, doesn't China, they have a part of our debt, but if they call it in and we don't have a way to pay them back, they go bankrupt. And, and that debt is, is essentially, they'd have to take you to international trade court. It's, it's really complex. It's not like if they called it in and, and, you know, yeah, it would screw our credit rating, but then it would screw them more because they're, they're not getting paid. And then they lose their biggest customer to crash our economy. They don't have anyone buying their stuff. We buy more stuff from China than anyone else. Our trade deficit with China is incredible. It's not in their best interest. It's not in Xi Jinping's best interest, by the way, in China to shut down a ton of factories. It's not. They, they barely, he barely withstood the, the lockdown protests that happened in China. Barely withstood them. Barely. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like it was, it was close to, 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 to a revolution there from, from the people because people were just like, we're done being locked in our homes. We're done with this COVID thing. We're done with it done and and people were out in the streets people were getting locked up people went to jail people died you don't hear about it that all happened china's not in good footing so china calling in the debt would be would be horrible for china it'd be horrible for the u.s but it'd be much worse for china much much worse for china it'd be horrible for them so so just keep that in mind um as as we kind of look at this um We'll move into to a report as well about OT technology and cybersecurity published by Ford in it. It's showing a drop in a number of intrusions at OT organizations. And now I'm going to take that and say that's a misleading thing. Because if China was undetected for two years, how many of these intrusions that are currently going on in OT environments are undetected? Probably a big percentage of them. A huge percentage of them, right? So malware and phishing still remain top, uh, uh, top of the list. Uh, targeted attacks and, and mobile security breaches, as well as ransomware, uh, insider breaches that are unintentional, obviously. Removable storage device and media still rank at 25 and 29%, a scary thought altogether with DDoS and insider breach bad actors uh, at the bottom end of the OT risks there for organizations. As more CISOs take on more OT responsibility, you're seeing you know basic security controls implemented, and so the risk is reduced slightly, but then again, our, our threat actors are much more advanced than we are. And when you're talking about OT, you're talking about critical infrastructure. And I just highlighted a second ago, China's been trolling that and, and they've got an in and a backdoor. You may not even know they're there uh, unless Microsoft's your company. Uh, and, and that's a stat statement all of within itself um, that, that our federal government's unable to, to actually get anything uh, when it comes to cybersecurity and, and, and defense done correctly at this time. And, and they really ought to, you know, sit down and, and, and have a, have a heart to heart about how do they fix this? Um, not that they're going to do it, but they should be, because there should be some lesson. There's zero accountability on the government side. So like no one's going to lose their job. People get promoted up when they do this kind of stuff. So Barracuda, uh, thanks to uh, several of you who sent me messages yesterday. Um, story popped now in the news. Barracuda warns of an email gateway breached via zero day flaw it's affecting their email security gateway, their ESG appliances that were breached last week by now a patched zero-day vulnerability. This started on May 19th when the vulnerability was discovered in the email attachment scanning module. The issue was addressed by applying two security patches, one on the following day on the 20th, another one on the 21st. All of these patches need to be applied. Customers are asked to check networks for intrusions. There are some IOCs and TTPs 
that they've got there. Barracuda says that uh, this specific enterprise-grade security solution is used by over 200,000 organizations worldwide, including Samsung, Mitsubishi, Kraft, Delta, and other high-profile companies. Here's an advice to anyone who's in cyber sales vendor. Don't put logos on your website. This stuff happens, but just people know where to go. Don't put logos on your website. GitLab's also putting out a strongly recommending patching and max uh, patching a max severity flaw ASAP. The CVE is 2023-2825 with a CVSS score of a perfect 10. They're asked, they've released an emergency security update 16.0.1 to address the maximum severity. It's a path traversal flaw. Uh, GitLab is a web-based Git repository, competes with GitHub. I think it's second to GitHub in, in, in the planet today with over 30 million registered Users and 1 million paying customers. The vulnerability addressed in the latest update was discovered by security researcher named Pawnee, who reported it, who reported the issue on the project's Hack One bug bounty program. It impacts GitLab Community Edition and Enterprise Edition versions 6.0, and all versions older than that aren't affected. So if you are a GitLab customer, you want to make sure you apply this immediately. A new Power Exchange malware backdoors Microsoft Exchange servers. So a new PowerShell-based malware dubbed Power Exchange is being used and linked to APT34, which is Iran state hackers to backdoor on-premise Microsoft Exchange servers. The FortiGuard Labs threat research team found the power exchange backdoor on the compromised systems of a UAE government organization. Notably, the malware communicates with the command and control server via email send using the exchange web services API, sending stolen information and receiving base64 encoded commands through text attachments to emails with the uh, update Microsoft Edge subject. Using the victim's exchange server for the C2 channel allows the backdoor to blend in with benign traffic, thereby ensuring that the threat actors can easily avoid nearly all network-based detection and remediation. So there's that to take a look at. If you've got an on-premise, I strongly suggest you read the story and apply the mitigation. And finally, Iran is targeting Israeli organizations with the MoneyBird ransomware uh, the threat actor known as Agrius is leveraging a new, uh, also known as Pink Sandstorm, has a track record of staging destructive data wiping attack aimed at Israel under the guise of ransomware. Microsoft has attributed this threat actor to Iran's Ministry of Intelligence and Security, which uh, also operates Muddy Water. In December of 2022, the crew was attributed to a set of attempted disruptive intrusions that were uh, directed against Diamond Industries in South Africa, Israel, and Hong Kong. The attacks involved a .NET wiper-turned-ransomware called Apostle and its successor known as Fantasy. Moneybird is actually programmed in C++. The use of the new ransomware is noteworthy as it demonstrates the group's expanding capabilities and ongoing efforts in developing new tools. According to researchers, the infection sequence begins with the exploitation of vulnerabilities within Internet-exposed web servers leading to the deployment of the web shell, referred to as ASPXSPY, in the subsequent st- steps, the web shell is used to, as a conduit to deliver publicly known tools in order to perform reconnaissance, move laterally, harvest credentials, and exfiltrate data. Um, so Egris is far from the only Iranian state-sponsored engage in cyber operations targeting Israel. Clear Skies also disclosed that no fewer than eight websites associated with shipping, logistics, and financial services companies in Israel were compromised as part of a watering hole attack orchestrated by Iran-linked tortoise shell. So the um everywhere we see it's getting iran by the way is getting a lot of its cyber capabilities now from china a ton of them in fact with russia busy with the ukraine uh iran and china have cozied up to each other uh, especially giving the uh, chinese brokering 
the return of diplomacy between uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia, uh, re- regional and, and, and very much rivals, right? But, but China was able to broker uh, some sort of return of diplomacy and, and assignment of ambassadors, which were revoked, uh, I think, five or six years ago between the countries. So, so there's that. China's stepping up. Iran's doing the bidding on Israel. Things are, are heating up in, the, in that place as well. There's news coming out of Israel that now that the budget has passed, that a potential attack at the nuclear facilities in Iran is on the table for the current government. Um, and we'll see uh, if, if that holds any truth as well. But that will definitely light up the environment and probably light up cybersecurity uh, attacks coming from uh, Iran and, 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 and Iran sympathizers across the world who would probably launch attacks against Israel and, and Western allies in response to any sort of military action against Iran. So there's, there's that as well. That's it for our show this morning. Uh, tomorrow I'll be doing a kind of a, um, um, uh, a special 10 minute, uh, episode, uh, dedicated to, uh, all, all the, uh, uh, brave men and women who, who paid the ultimate price and sacrifice for our freedom, uh, for Memorial day. I hope you guys have a meaningful Memorial day. Uh, make sure to thank a veteran, uh, make sure to go and, and visit some of the, uh, um, uh, military uh, um, um, military burial sites in your hometown. Uh, put a flower there. Um, just comfort families who who the loss never really heals. Um, and so in this time of division, let Memorial Day be a day where we don't look at each other based on who you voted for or, or anything else, but rather the fact that we as Americans, no matter what side of the aisle you're on or what race or religion you are, you, you, you made the ultimate sacrifice uh, and uh, freedom ain't free. That's, that's for sure. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me. We're way over time on this morning's show, but um, really I wanted to dig into this whole China story uh, with all of y'all. And I hope you found it infor- informational and, and helping you and kind of address these questions that are going to probably be popping to many practitioners based on this attack and what it means. And I'd say this, get a generator, <laughs> make sure you go out and get a generator. Generator sales are going to spike, you know, go buy generators if you can um that's it for the show we'll be back uh monday with the live one tomorrow a special episode for memorial day uh for uh, all my uh, jewish friends and listeners a happy shavuot um and 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 may you receive the torah wholeheartedly and fully uh tonight and tomorrow um as we as as jews celebrate the uh, commissioning of the ten commandments uh by moses uh from uh, mount sinai um so there's all of that happening as well so Have a great rest of your day, y'all. Have a great week. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and share. Till then, have a great rest of your day. Stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.